Welcome, welcome, welcome. Take a seat in the pews because it's Sunday and that means it's time for Mistranslated with Arthur Addison. Hi, I'm your host, Arthur Addison. Um, This is episode one. Episode one. I'm still getting used to speaking and not really looking at the script, but you're going to have to bear with me because I'm looking at a script. So um, not really a script, more of just a bullet by bullet look at the episode, if you will, gives me more freedom to chat about a subject without being so, you know, if you didn't, if you're listening on Spotify, I just chopped the air with my hand segmented. Um, This is episode one. I'm so, so grateful, by the way, for the series support, for deconstructed support. Now we're moving on to podcasts. We're moving on to a mini podcast. Um, uh, More importantly, though, I'm very thankful for the support of my life journey as a whole, uh, deconstructing myself and transitioning. It's been quite a ride. And if anyone's listening out there who's been with it, you know, with me through the beginning, from the beginning, wow, words hard. Um, I just, I'm so grateful. So thank you so much. I'm so excited to take a deeper dive with y'all into everything we're going to be going into with Mistranslated. So let's get into it. Uh, a quick intro for those of you who are new. My name is Arthur. I consider myself to be deconstructed in the Christian faith. Um, I grew up evangelical though, so I consider myself to be ex-evangelical and deconstructing. Um, but I'm more so a deconstructed believer of God than anything. I know that a lot of people don't even like to use the term Christian anymore, um, and that it's, uh, kind of triggering and it's triggering for me quite honestly. So more so believer of God is probably a better way to define myself at this point. Um, I'm completely affirming as I am myself a gay and a trans, um, (laughs) and, um, I always preface each podcast with content warnings, so content warning for anyone who's listening. Uh, This is a podcast about deconstruction, and we'll probably delve into topics such as religious trauma, uh, mental illness, and uh, LGBTQ plus themes if you are uncomfortable or feeling a little bit iffy about any of those topics. Definitely listen with caution. So episode one, I want to take some time to actually go over the basic underlying layer of what mistranslated is, which is faith deconstruction. And I know I've already made a video about this on my Instagram, but I want to kind of go over it in more detail for anyone who's interested um, in kind of taking this journey with me with mistranslated. But also, if you're already deconstructed, you can learn a little bit more. If you have no idea what deconstruction is, cool. This is a little bit of a a lesson for you, um, if you want to put it that way. So, We'll kind of go over what it is, because if you don't know what it is, we got to learn about it, right? Uh, who can participate? So who can deconstruct? Um, is it a sin to deconstruct? The big question. And does God actually call us to deconstruct? Um, again, all very important questions that we will jump into right now. So what is deconstruction? Uh, think about what construction means, right? Deconstruction is just the opposite of construction. So as Christians, uh, this is what we're doing most of our lives, right? We're constructing a house of sorts. We're constructing a really strong house. Uh, if you were raised in the church, we were slowly sort of constructing a belief system that became ingrained in our personhood. Um, and that full construction looked pretty good, right? It looked, um, pretty neat to some of us. It looked really good for some of us, right? And really unstable 
for the rest of us. Um, but when you build an entire house, when you build this new construction and different parts are causing instability all over the place, it's all across the board, you can't just paint over it or place a beam on top of another beam that's broken. Um, you can probably tell my knowledge of house building, um, my expertise of house building is really low from how I'm talking about this. But um, if you can tell from that analogy, so when we as Christians finally decide enough is enough, that we're too unstable, um, that we house uh, the house we built is no longer livable, right? That's when we start to make the tough decision to tear it down piece by piece and analyze what we can do differently next time. Uh, sometimes people could commit to sort of rebuilding the house after deconstruction. People commit to fully bringing it back to what it was, uh, just using different pieces. And sometimes people don't. Uh, and that's people who dive into deconstruction and really have no intention on coming back to the church. But regardless, it's all under the same umbrella of deconstruction. And this process is so much more than just analyzing Bible verses, right? I feel like a lot of people think deconstruction, when they hear the word, they're just thinking, oh, it's a bunch of people who are diving into the Bible and they're trying to find outs, right? They're trying to find ways to to take the verses that they've learned to know and love, right? And like spin them, you know, like, oh, well, you know, it's it's said in the in the Greek version and, you know, whatever, BC, not BC, because that wouldn't make any sense. I know what I'm talking about, I swear. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, that people often think it's just, it's just sort of like taking out the gay Bible verses or the ones that go over slavery or the ones that go over women who can be in leadership and us, um, you know, more liberal people taking them and spinning them and saying, this is what it actually means. But it's so much more than that. Um, it's it, it, Deconstruction involves taking down these internal belief systems and oftentimes systemic issues, uh, things that might be innately attached to Christianity, uh, being white, being straight, having kids, nuclear family, uh, men having more power. It, there's so many layers to bring down with deconstruction. It's so much more than just analyzing Bible verses. It's, it's, it's tearing down these internal issues, right? Um, so there are li lots of layers to deconstruction, um, similar to an onion. There's my one and only Shrek reference. That's actually not a promise. Uh, moving on to the next question, though. Who can deconstruct? We've learned about what it is. Who can do it? Um, anyone. Any, anyone. Anyone can deconstruct. Uh, you don't have to be a pastor leading a congregation. You don't have to be, uh, you know, still figuring life out. You can be fully, like, on your deathbed and question uh, your church upbringing. You can do anything. Um, there's no limits there. However, I do think that if you're in the process of deconstructing and you're, you know, um, it, whether you're leading a congregation or not, but especially if you're leading a congregation, you're a pastor or a leader in the church, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with your congregation and anyone else who looks to you for sort of like spiritual mentorship. I only say this because as like a little bit of a caveat because I know there's people out there in this life and we've seen it all over the news of, you know, uh, giant megachurch scandals or, you know, people who um, aren't doing well. A lot of pastors who are depressed, suicidal, right? Um, and it, it's these people who are 
internally struggling, right? They're trying to pick apart the Bible by themselves in, in loneliness, in isolation. We should be honest with ourselves and we should be honest with other people who rely on us for spiritual guidance if we're questioning any part of the Bible, any part of faith in a really deep way. You know, we can be looking at a verse and analyzing a, ber- a verse in Sunday school. That's so much different. What I mean is, you know, looking at Christianity with a lens of, shoot, um, is this for me? Is this something that can keep me going? I have so many questions. I have so many doubts, you know, that kind of mindset. That's when you have to really be honest with yourself. Um, but anyone and everyone can and should deconstruct is my advice personally. Um, a lot of times the people you see deconstructing are trauma victims, right? People who were traumatized by the church, um, people who had friends who were traumatized by the church. And that's that's really it. That's the big demographic of people who deconstruct, right? Um, it's the people who went through the trauma and then the people who saw the people go through the trauma. Uh, or the people who are just really in tune with, you know, marginalized communities, right? People who oftentimes do go through this church trauma uh, who can see that and they can um, absorb it and they can say, okay, how can I now become an ally and change my belief systems and the way that I look at the world and deconstruct alongside my brothers and sisters. But there's no one type of person who's allowed to deconstruct their faith or not allowed to, uh, yet a lot of people are still really scared to do it. Um, There's a lot of fear surrounding the word deconstruction. Uh, They believe it's somewhat of a sin or a stumbling in their faith. But that brings us to our next point. Is deconstructing a sin? The big question in everyone's mind. So the simple answer here from a non-theologian is no. But I have to think that theologians would agree with me on this. Um, No, absolutely not. Not a sin. But it's definitely been demonized very heavily by the Christian community. And there's a really obvious reason for that, right? Deconstruction um, really just puts you into the sort of this vat of will you come out of it or won't you come out of it? Like a big question mark above your head, right? You go into it and you think to yourself, I don't know what Christianity is to me anymore. And then there's like a 50% chance that you will or won't completely drop it, right? So Christians, of course, are scared by it. And they look at people who are deconstruction, deconstruction, they look at people who are deconstructing and they think, wow, um, shoot, a lost soul, right? They think uh, they're they're kind of doomed if we don't catch them. But if anything, that should be uh, a bad sign that if you're so scared, people are going to leave your religion, um, that if they're just, you know, having a few questions about their faith that you think they're going to completely you know get their things and leave um you'd think that's a bad sign for the religion that you practice but i digress i digress i'll get into that in a different episode um but anyway there are there are many verses and stories in the bible um that kind of contradict one another when we talk about deconstruction there's you know a lot of verses that we all know where it's like you know believe and have faith or else um god's wrath yada yada um, these great people had faith in the Bible and Abraham went to go kill his son and it was um, great and that's what God wanted because he had faith and we see we see those stories you know illuminated right um, and then we see other stories where we're told to ask a few questions and you know ask God for wisdom ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom um, so we can really just interpret these to the best of our abilities uh, with the knowledge that we're able to get right there's other um, 
areas besides Christianity, outside Christianity, where deconstruction is also very, very much so not a sin and instead promoted. Uh, in Judaism, for example, it's common to ask questions about religious text um, and even bring forward new interpretations. There's actually, from what I found from my research, interpretive commentary uh, compiled on scripture and it's called uh, Midrash. And if I'm saying that incorrectly, I sincerely apologize. Uh, but this term can kind of be used now to describe enriching biblical content with new meaning in any sense is what I was gathering. So, and I've heard from um, from friends who are also a part of the Jewish community that this is typical. You are supposed to bring up and bring forth your own ideas and your own um, interpretations of text because the community understands not one person is correct, um, unlike in Christianity where that's sort of... Um, pushed down and demonized and you're not supposed to really discuss different interpretations of scripture unless they're positive and affirming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in the Quran, um, Muslims are also kind of given the green light to question things for the sake of learning. I thought that was really interesting. It's even written that not everything will be revealed by Allah all at once and that instead knowledge will be revealed by error. So in a nutshell, humans can't comprehend everything all at once for all, you know, uh, decades, for all centuries. Uh, our humanity differs so greatly from century to century, from era to era, that we clearly need new direction to handle things um, when new arising complexities sort of come about. And this is so clear because in the Bible, in the Christian Bible, we don't see you know, things happening that are happening in 2023. We don't see Black Lives Matter. We don't see um, we don't see women really doing much of anything. There's a few biblical stories where women come into power and women have a lot of influence, which are such great stories. But we typically, in the Bible, do you honestly see um, feminism? Do you see any women who are like telling their husbands, oh, this is how it's going to be, by the way? Do you see any, we don't, there's no social media in the Bible. There's so many things that are not in the Bible um, that we don't have a lot of guidance on. The big topics are obvious things like guns and trans people at this point in time, for whatever reason, we want to demonize trans people, fine, not fine. Um, but you know what I mean? It, there's so many things that are undiscussed or unwritten in the Bible that we need direction on now. And what do we do to get that direction? We listen to one of the three Trinity, the Holy Spirit, if you so believe in the Trinity. Um, I know this is um, Pentecostal, and I, I believe it's a Pentecostal belief, but I grew up believing in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit acting as a tool to help kind of bring you through modern times when you have questions because you don't have Jesus in the flesh and you have God sort of directing, I guess, the circus. I don't, I, maybe I should have learned more about the Trinity when I was in, when I was in Bible quiz. Anyone remember Bible quiz? Offshoot, but kind of relevant. Um, so in short, asking questions about your faith isn't a sin. It 100% isn't. Um, we start getting into murkier territory when we essentially like decide we want to completely turn off God post-deconstruction. That is not typically um, something that's promoted in the Bible, but uh, it's it's in itself not a bad thing. It, according to the Christian Bible, it's not great, right? Uh, but we shouldn't fear 
the words of the Bible to the point of disallowing ourselves to understand the universe better. That's just bad. My advice if you're worried, though, is to start really small. Uh, journal a few questions every day. Uh, just journal in your little book. Um, ask yourself some questions. Do some research by yourself. Uh, if you can't find answers right away, then think on the questions. That's probably a good sign. Think on them. Keep thinking. Allow yourself to sit with a question mark. Does God call us to deconstruct? Um, we know it's not a sin to ask the big questions, uh, but does God actually want us to do it? Is, is this something that is actually encouraged? Uh, when we read the Bible, it illuminates a lot of instances where we as people are called to believe in the Holy Spirit, like I mentioned before. Uh, when Bible characters, for instance, receive visions or they see angels or they have dreams, there's a lot of instances of that in the Bible. Uh, the Holy Spirit is, like I mentioned before, the tool that God gave us to help guide us in modern day interactions and cultural, um, I guess, ideas where we might not have the black and white biblical answer. The issue here is that I think a lot of people try and, you know, nix the Holy Spirit and adhere to the black and white of the Bible. Be even when we don't have the answers in the Bible, we try and kind of fit the answers in there. Uh, a great example of that is with um, with gay people. They're living their life as a gay person. Um, is, is, that, is that biblically correct or is it not? We're trying to fit such a wide answer, a wide spectrum of things into like three verses, right? We're trying really hard to fit the Bible into the place of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit needs to take over sometimes. So it's giving us clarity on how to be a human in 2023 as opposed to in 1200 BC, which is very important. The Bible doesn't delve into civil rights matter matters um, or women having more authority and gay and trans people. All these really heavily contested issues today. Um, and this is where deconstruction needs to come in, right? This is where we need to look with a very analytical lens and say to ourselves, okay, how do we fit 2023 into this Bible? How do we fit 2023 into Christianity? How can we be a good person in 2023? Bottom line, right? Um, this is where we, we're being called to use our brains, uh, our hearts, our spirits to seek new and enriched answers. So in close, um, we talked about a lot in this first episode. We talked about a whole lot. Um, hopefully listeners will leave with a better understanding of deconstruction after this, or at least feel a little, a little more encouraged to start their deconstruction journey um, with less fear. I think that's super important. I want to make sure that fear can be slowly peeled away from this journey. Um, and I think that's the biggest part, right? That's the, the scariest part. Uh, so if you're listening and thinking, that ain't me, that could never be me, um, keep listening anyway. I don't care. Uh, even if your spirit feels like it's revolted um, and revolting against this entire notion, keep listening. Um, for other listeners who are out there on the journey with me, uh, I want to wish you the best of luck as we, as we go through this. I know it's tough. Keep pushing on. You got this. Uh, if you ever have any questions uh, for the series, shoot them over to my Instagram at It's Arthur Addison. Make sure you share this with a friend who needs it today, uh, who needs it this Sunday, especially the Lord's Day. Uh, but that's the end of episode one. See you next time on Mistranslated.